Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. So who's responsible to bring the oil? Go back to verse 2. You're going to help me out. I need you to talk out loud. Read this with me out loud. Ready? Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of Press olives for the light to keep the lamps burning. How long? How long? So the lamp has to burn continually regardless of what's happening in their lives. That lamp got to stay lit. Go to verse 3. This is the lampstand that stands in the tabernacle. Through the gate, past the altar, past the laven, in the door, table, lamp. This is the lamp. The lampstand that stands in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain. That shields the Ark of the Covenant. It says, Aaron, who is the high priest? Who's Aaron? So it says, the high priest must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for you. And it must be observed from generation to generation. Look at verse 4. Aaron and the priests must tend the lamps on the pure gold lampstand. How long? In the Lord's presence. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's see if you pay attention. Who brings the oil? Huh? Who, who brings the oil? The people. But who tends the lamp? Whose job was it to make sure there was always light on the lamp? Huh? The high priest. Aaron, the high priest. I want to talk to you about how the people got that oil. An olive is a different type of fruit. Slash vegetable. We don't even know what it is. You can't pick it off a tree. How many of you love olives? The olive that you eat, what you like about it is the salt. Because olives don't taste like that off the tree. You can't even eat them. Matter of fact, I want to walk you through this. It's going to really help you. When, when you, you think that if you squeeze an olive, you get oil, Right? It tells me you never squeeze an olive. Because when you squeeze an olive, oil doesn't come out. What comes out is a white sap. And if you try to eat it, it's bitter to the taste. But this is interesting. But when you take olives and crush them with the seeds in them, that's the only time they produce oil. So if you want oil from an olive, you can't just squeeze it. you got to crush it. You got it? And to get a lot of oil, you got to get a bunch of olives together, and you got to crush them. The crushing, watch this now, also removes the bitterness. It's interesting. If you squeeze it, a white sap comes out, it's bitter. But if you take it and you crush it and crush it with everything in it, what comes out is a non-bitter oil. Everything in the Old Testament represents something. What is he talking about? What is this oil that they bring? In Isaiah chapter 53, in verse 10, I want to show you something. The Bible says, everybody read this out loud with me. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. 
Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants, he will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan... Now look at me for a minute. Here's the, everything that Israel was told to do was telling a story. So here's what they were doing. You think that you need, a, you, I just need teaching, Pastor. Pastor, teach on this. No, no, no. You, you want me to be a motivational speaker. That's not my job. You, my job is to tell you about Jesus and who he is to you and to show you that he's everything to you. So here, you say, Pastor, you know what? But I, you know, I, I live good for a while, but then I get into this situation. I, get, I don't know. I'm going to tell you what's happening to you. See, you think you're the one that has to keep the lamp burning. You think the pressure is on you to keep the lamp burning, but I'm going to show you it's not. Go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. I want to show you this. Matthew chapter 5, and verse 14. It says, read out loud, you are the... Come on, help me out, out loud. You are the... So listen, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hid, verse 15. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house, verse 16. In the same way, let your good deeds... Give me King James. I like King James better. King James says like this. Let your light so shine before men. That it, now notice this now. I want to show you. It's going to help you. It didn't say make your light shine. What did it say? Yes. Let is a passive verb. Here's the difference. In baseball, you can say the boy hit the ball. That's passive. The result of the boy hitting the ball could either be an out a single, a double, a triple, a home run, right? But if you say the boy was hit by the ball, there's only one result. What happens? Anybody knows baseball? It's a walk. So the difference between the boy hitting the ball and the boy being hit by the ball is huge. So Jesus didn't say make your light shine. He said let your light, you let it shine. My job is to trim, I'm the high priest. My job is to trim the lamp and keep it burning continually. Your job is to bring me. Wait, where do we get it from? See, now old school teaching will tell you you have to be crushed. You have to be pressed beyond measure and beat down, and, and we'll make you think that you got to go bear the burden that Jesus already bore in Isaiah 53 and 10. No, you, 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 I'm preaching better than you. Let, no, no, let me show you something. Let me show you how it works. So the people are taught that Jesus was crushed by God for, him, for us. God took our sins, placed it on Jesus, and it crushed him. And God didn't let him off the cross until it had fully destroyed him. And from that crucifixion, that crushing, oil flows continually to us. But here's what we've been doing. We've been coming to God. We've been approaching God with the mentality of, I ain't got nothing to give to you today because, you know, I'm working with this thing where, you know, I was a little boy. People bully me on the playground. And when they bully me, I won't do anything. But then when they push me real hard, then I fight back. And that's what I'm still doing. So every time I do that, you see my witness, my, my lamp goes out. And the Lord is like, the lamp is not depending on you. Even with your situation, the high priest's job, if you bring me what I ask for, then the high priest's job is to keep your lamp burning continually. Go back up to verse 14. I want to show you something. 
Now I'm going to put it in context. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set upon a hilltop cannot be here. Look at verse 15. I'm, I'm going to change some words. Don't let it bother you. Neither will I light a lamp and put it under a bushel. God is the, God is the one that lit your lamp. He said, I don't light lamps and put, it, um, and put them under a basket. Instead, I, I take this lamp and I put it on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Everyone in the world. The, light, the world is so dark right now. And you say, well, Pastor, I'm struggling. You don't have time to struggle. We don't have, I'm going to tell you why. Because right now we are all God has. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. What you're going through, listen to me. What you're going through is a part of your process. But it doesn't change your example to your family and to your friends and your co-workers. It doesn't. So, so, okay, how does this work? In Leviticus chapter 24. The people, go back to Leviticus 24. Okay, let's ask this again. Whose responsibility was it to bring the oil? Go to verse 3. Whose responsibility was it to, to keep the, uh, the lamp burning? For, okay, the priest. So if I bring him, here's what it looks like. I come to God and I say, I come to you and I bring you my belief. In the finished work of Jesus. In the finished work of Jesus. And that's, that's my only thing I have. That's my only merit. When I started, when I started putting the weight of my life on the finished work of Jesus, God has the oil to put in the lamp of my life to keep me shining. You think, okay, now I'm showing you something that's interesting. Go to James chapter 5 verse 14. So when you get sick, you say, uh, uh, I need prayer, and the first thing we do is we get the bottle of oil, and what do we do? Why do we anoint you with oil? Anybody know? Well, it says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with what? Now, why? Is this some superstitious thing we do? No. The, The the crushed oil, the oil from the olive represents the finished work of Jesus. And really what we do when it says anointing with oil on them of Jesus, here's what we say. We put the oil on them and this is what we say. We say in light of all that Jesus has done for you, we anoint you with oil so that you can benefit from the finished work of Jesus. Let me show you how strong it is. Look at verse 15. The Bible says... Verse 15 real quickly. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, it's going to stop the healing. Is that what it says? If he's committed sins, what? No, out loud it be what? This thing is so strong. It says if you're praying for a person and they got that way because they sinned. You take this oil of the crushed olive that represents the finished work, the crushing of Jesus Christ. You put it on them and you say, the Lord... And his finished work heals you. And God says, I will raise him up. And if he sin, I will forgive him. Let me tell you something. Somebody watches, that's heresy. Heresy? How? How is it heresy? No, it's new to you. Because we've been preaching the old covenant for so long. And I wish, I just wish, I said, God, why did you, you should have called someone that's perfect in all his ways to preach this. Because people say I'm preaching it because I'm flawed. Yes, I'm flawed, but I'm preaching it because it's right. 
you need to get you a bottle of oil and bring it to the church. And let any elder on the pastoral staff lay their hand on it. Matter of fact, if you have enough faith, you lay your hand on it. You put your hand on that oil with your family. And say, Father, we thank you for all that Jesus did for us. It's by his finished work. It's not, there's nothing about this olive oil that's, that's, that's pure and holy, but it's in Jesus Christ. And we thank you that every time we apply this oil in the name of Jesus, pointing to his finished work, you come through for us. You raise the sick like you said you would do. And before you study your Bible, anoint yourself. What are you doing? You're saying, I'm depending on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. I got a special treat for you. Yes. Join Pastor Hart Ramsey for the Grace Summit, January the 26th through the 28th at Northview Christian Church, 500 East Dale Loop in Montgomery, Alabama. This will be a special time of impartation and teaching featuring Pastor Hart Ramsey and special guests. For more information, go to the website nccfamily.org or call 334-260-0404. We got something to say. Listen! Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single, It Is So, from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Now I want to show you something. Is this this too much on us? Okay, I'm on way on Sunday morning. Now, I want to show you this. It's going to really help you. It's going to really help you. Put Psalm 104 verse 14 on the screen for me. We anoint ourselves, we anoint the sick with oil because it represents the crushing of Jesus. Now, now I, there's a lot of things. Let me see if I ever give you all the, the, uh, the, the, the scriptures in here. This, this, this is a powerful teaching. I'm going to show you something that Joseph Prince, um, he made a statement that I have to include f- to bless you. Everybody read the scripture out, uh, out loud. Matter of fact, um, give me New Living Translation, please. Okay, you ready? Read. You cross? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go back to verse 14. You put loud them to? Now verse 15. Wine to make them glad. Every scripture in the Bible has a literal translation, a literal interpretation. But then it also has a prophetic revelation. And I know this is deep for Sunday morning, but what you're going through is deep too. 
And you can't figure your way out of this. You can't negotiate, negotiate your way out of this. You're dealing with some very real situations. So we need deep, calling on the deep, right? Let me help you out with something. Name the three things he mentioned in verse 15. Say them out loud. What's the first one? No, 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 no. You say, you say wine under your bread like, no, we ain't going to judge you. Say it out. You can say it. Say it out loud. What is it? What's the second one? What's the third thing? Now, let me show you what these three things have in common. You can't get wine without crushing the grape. You must crush it and squeeze it, a, a, a bunch of grapes, until the, the, the wine comes out. You can't get oil without crushing the olive. When the Bible talks about the provision of God for his people, in Psalm 104, verses 15 and, 14 and 15, the, the, thing it point, the three things it points to, they point to Jesus Christ. He was crushed like a grape. He becomes, his blood becomes our wine. Watch this. The, the olive, he's crushed like the olive oil comes out. But what about the bread, Pastor? You can't, what are you going to say about bread? Oh, you're going to love the bread. For him to become the bread of life for us, let me tell you what has to happen. We, and I don't have time to take you through the Old Testament, but the Old Testament has literal instructions. Watch this now. Where the wheat has to be taken and ground up. Watch this now. Till all the coarseness is going out of it. Till it becomes fine flour. Water is added. And then it's kneaded into dough. Then the dough is punched. And then, because it's unleavened bread and it won't rise, holes are poked in it. We take a, a sharp object and we poke holes in it. And then we take it and put it in the hot oven. And it comes out the bread of life. No, no, let me show you something. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, they already judged him, found him guilty. Now Rome was going to do it to him what they do to everyone. They're going to make an example out of him. They lined 600 soldiers up. And the Bible says that each soldier had the opportunity to come up, slap him in the face, or punch him, and spit on him. And he stood there and said nothing. One after the other. 600 people. They didn't have a lot of time. You're the king, huh? Uppercut. He, when he recovered himself, puh, spit in his face. 600 times. 600. Hundred times, and he the only thing that kept him going was he understood this if he got through this, it would be documented in heaven that you got through it. He understood that everything he was doing, he was doing as you, everything he was doing, he was doing for you. He understood, he understood he came to give his life a ransom for many. He was buying our freedom from every sin, sickness, and system of oppression. How dare we come to church, preachers, and don't tell the people about their Jesus. Turn my mic up. Turn me up. How dare we come to church, not tell God's people about their Jesus. He was, he was, what they took him through, refined his, there was no coarseness in him. Refined, I mean, beaten to a pulp until he was refined and then punched like dough then they, 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 when they ran the, the crown of thorns and the nails and the, in his side all this represented when they poked the bread and the cross represents 
the hot oven. But when he goes in the suffering lamb, he comes out the conquering lion and he comes out as the bread of life. Put that scripture back up there. Give me a no, New Living Translation again. Read it out loud again. Ready? Read. Wine to make them glad. Uh-huh. Olive oil to soothe their skin. And that's what Jesus is for you. He is the wine that makes you glad. He's the oil that soothes your skin. He is the bread that gives you strength. I want to read something to you. Joseph Prince made something... Made, made a, uh, a comment. He posted it. And I saw it and I just took it. I had to add it to this. He said, a few years ago, when I was in Capernaum, the hometown of Jesus, I saw an olive press. And the guide explained that the olive berries were put in the press and crushed with a huge, huge millstone. Put the millstone back up there for me. I want him to see the millstone. The crushed with a huge, huge millstone. Crushed. When, when the Bible talks in pictures or images, God understands that many of us are visual learners. The Bible is actually a picture book. And the words come from it because God communicates and creates with words. This is important. He said that the, 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 the curator of the wine press told them, he says, that the, there are three pressings of, this, of these olives. The first pressing produces what's called, you've seen it in the stores, extra virgin olive oil. You ever seen that? It's called extra virgin because it comes from the first pressing. It's the first oil that comes out. And here's what he said. He said, we use, <clears throat> we use the extra virgin olive oil in the Jewish temple to give light. He said, we burn our candles with it. He said, the oil from the second pressing, ready for this, is used for medicine. And the oil, when we press it the third time, the oil is used to make soap. Then they take the, 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 uh, the skin of the dead berries and they use it to fertilize the ground. Number one, the oil from extra virgin olive oil is used. When Jesus came to the earth, the earth was in darkness. The times that we live in, he says, you, he said, I've called you the light of the world. He said, Pastor, I can't keep my light burning. It's not, you know, you let it burn. How do you do it? You keep coming to him and saying, thank you. That you're the high priest that trims my lamp and keeps my light burning for the world to see. You're the high priest that, that produces the good works in me for people to see. You know, you say, this seems so. No, it works. You, how do you know it doesn't work if you haven't tried it? You've been doing it your, your way the whole time. It hasn't worked. You know what they say about you? You know what they say about me? He can teach the word, but he's a hypocrite. That's what they say about me. Because let me tell you how it works in the world. And hear me. You can spend 20 years... Doing all the right things and get one thing wrong. And they call themselves fruit inspectors and they will judge you by the one thing and say that's who you are. So I'm going to tell you this right now. You better know. I'm going to tell you. I'm done with folk. No, I, got, no I, I love Jesus, but I'm done with folk. Not people, folk. There's a difference between people and folk. How many of you know some folk? I'm done with folk. I'm, I'm, okay, now here's, 
Here's how it works. Had to get out of there. So, so you can't depend on yourself. You say, well, nah, I messed up. I'm going to apologize. That don't mean nothing. But when you, when you go to God and you say the only oil that burns in this lamp is the finished work of Jesus Christ, God will take even your mess up, even me blown up on a bully, and he will show my humanity and then show his divinity behind it. And people look and say, you know what? Peter did lie to that girl and say he wasn't one of them. But when he sent up to preach on the day of Pentecost, they don't remember he lied about who he was. What they remember is something is different about this man. He's preaching in a language I can understand. God knows how to take the thing that's messed up in your life and use it for witness. Where did she go? Where did the woman go? We don't know where she went. But I tell you this right now. When the church was born, she was in it. The first, the first pressing brought out extra virgin oil. And you know what it's for? It's, it made Jesus the light of the world. The second pressing was used for medicine. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53, with his stripes we are healed. The third pressing, they made soap. And our sins are washed away and we are made clean. Do you see? Now whenever you see Mount of Olives, you know why God put him in a, in a wine, in an olive press. He was in an olive press praying. That's what he went to pray. He went to pray. This God is so amazing. He had Jesus every morning to go up the hill to the Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane, the place of the pressing, and bend his knee there and say, I submit to all of this. For some of you, God is showing you. Now, let me tell you. He said, Pastor, so we have to go through anything. I didn't say that. You're going to go through some stuff. But I want to read something to you, then I'm, I'm close. Does this help anybody? I want to read this to you. The word continue is an interesting word. It means to, it means to stay in place. It means to persist against. It means to remain. Listen to these definitions. It means keep doing what you're doing. Keep going where you're going. It means to stay with it. To carry on. To stay in the path. I like this one. It means to start again after you fail or after you've been interrupted. It means to outlast the forces that aim to weaken, undermine, and destroy you. The word of the Lord to you is continue. Why do you continue? Because the one who was offered up for you, he's finished all the work. Now, I'm going to tell you this is interesting. The Lord is saying to you, I need you to continue. But in your continuing, don't be surprised in what you have to go through. Because whatever happened to Jesus will happen to you. Want to be anointed? Everybody tell me they want to be anointed. A lady came up to me. She says, she says you are an anointed Bible teacher. And she said, she pulled out that thing. What books do you study? I started to laugh. <laughs> I said, well, I said, I use a lot of books. And she said, well, which one is your most important one? And I say, really, it's the Bible. She said, I know, I know, I study that, but what else? And I said, you really want to be anointed? And she said, yes. I said, go live your life. She looked at me. Because where anointing comes from is when you get in the way of the Lord, trying to use the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of God starts fighting against your own wisdom. And you find yourself doing dumb stuff and God allows your path to squeeze and to crush. And all of a sudden, watch this now. 
Every time you try to do something right, evil's present with you. The, the, that whole uh, dynamic of, of pressing and put, it literally crushes you down. And I'm going to tell you what happened. You can measure your spiritual growth by how you respond when you're poked. And I'm going to say something to you. You know, people tell you continue, but some people continue in the right thing the wrong way. Can I share this with you? Let me share something with you that's going to bless you. The Lord said this to me yesterday. I was writing as fast as I could. He said, if you continue in the right thing with the wrong attitude, it will have a negative effect on you. I'm just staying in this marriage. Stay. Continue. But you better change your attitude because it will have a negative effect on you. See? And then you'll be, you'll be uh, uh, teaching Bible study one day and cussing when you go home. If you're going to continue, you've got to commit to it with the right attitude. If you erupt like a volcano when you press, squeeze, or aggravate it, it means you've continued in something with the wrong attitude, and that thing may have benefited others, but it damaged you. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Hart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.